0: Hi, I'm Kim Carson.
1: And I'm Peter Klein. And this
0: is We Had No Idea.
1: Episode 56. 56. Yeah.
0: Getting up there. <laughs> We come to you from Mokinsis, and we acknowledge that we get the privilege of living and producing this show on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Tsutsuna Nations, the Iahe-Nakota Nations, the Métis Nation Region 3, and all people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 region of southern Alberta. You can find out what native lands you are on by looking at native-land.ca.
1: The sources for the show today, bbc.co.uk, different-level.com. Ooh. all AllThat'sInteresting.com. interestingcom Ooh aesthetics.fandom.com
0: go 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 go
1: well that's weird uh, welcome back
0: thanks <laughs> it's just good to be here
1: yeah happy to have you
0: thank you that
1: was a lot less reading off the top so i'm already appreciative
0: well i mean you certainly are welcome there peter <laughs> it's if if i can just make your life slightly easier then i've i've done my job
1: but enough about your vows. Uh, today's episode is the history of drag. Don't
0: be a drag, just be a queen. Whether you're broke or about green.
1: And we have to stop now for copyright reasons.
0: Oh, that's right. Let's not get into that. No. The house of Gaga will knock on our door.
1: A whole house knocking.
0: House labs. So thank you, thank you, thank you, as always for downloading, liking, subscribing, doing whatever it is your podcast platform of choice lets you do to support our show. We truly appreciate it and we appreciate you.
1: Yeah. If we you ever really want to do.
0: Yeah. If you ever want to talk to us, you can hit us up at the Instagram.
1: Wow. At
0: we had no idea podcast. You can also send us an email. We had no idea podcast at gmail.com. Just go on right in. Yeah. Tell us your feelings. Right? Tell us your hot goss. (laughs) And we're back in offices now. You've got some hot goss. Don't lie to me.
1: As people who partake in our show today would say, spill the tea. Spill
0: that tea. What's this in my inbox? Piping hot tea? Ooh. Ooh, Ooh, it burned my tongue a little bit. I love it. Should we get started?
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so as we said, we are doing the History of Drag. Kim and I went to a drag show uh, in Calgary last week, I guess. And that was kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I was like, no, no, no. That Cowboys thing was a while ago. Yeah,
1: well, we've been to multiple drag shows in the past, uh, now month, I guess. So much drag. Yes. Uh, We were dragged to brunch, but then we went to see Violet Chachki. Yeah. Uh, live at the palace. A lot more me. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, just thought we'd get into the history of drag.
0: Yeah. We also finished All Stars 7. That's true. Congratulations to the no, winner. The... I'm not going to ruin it like Live Moto did. Oh, Looking no. at you.
1: Oh, no. Looking
0: at you. Spoilered. Also, I guess that is kind of a spoiler because I <laughs> quickly said that. Don't look up <laughs> Live Moto either. <laughs> it will be a spoiler. I guarantee it. Garen uh, hot tea it.
1: Yeah, that's funny. That's good. Um, Oops. Oops. The but then the we also
0: the started Canada, which I think has a few episodes. We really should
1: we need to get, caught up get on through
0: that. this podcast so yeah. we can watch it.
1: Because we have that. We have all of uh, uh, Drag Race France to get through and, yep. with subtitles, but that's fine. And No, no. No? Let's risk it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let, I feel like... Yeah. I don't know what's going on a lot of the time anyways. Right, that's fair. Like, I'm just like, ooh, pretty colors. Ooh, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, And then it's like, somebody won. And I'm like, I don't know if I agree. But I'm glad that we all ended up here at the same time.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I think there's Down Under episodes that are starting out, too, that we have to get caught up on. So We have a lot to get to. So I don't know why we're wasting any more time. Let's get into it.
0: Drag began out of necessity, although that's not to say its participants didn't enjoy it. When Shakespearean theater was shiny and new in the late 16th century and early 17th centuries, which would be shit. I didn't write it down. <laughs> this. Hold on. The 17th century and the 18th century. You, no, hold on. No, no. no. <laughs> the 1700s and the 1800s
1: <laughs> the 16th century and the 17th century <laughs> would be the 17th century and the 18th century man they, they this has got you just full on
0: i'm absolutely bamboozled Yeah, i'm um, gooped i'm
1: gagged it would be the 15 and 1600s fuck <laughs> we're in the 21st century now
0: that means nothing to me
1: cuz it's 2000
0: cuz it starts with 20 yeah So then when it becomes 2100, we'll be in 22th
1: century. Yeah. You have lived in parts of two centuries. Think about that for a second.
0: (laughs) Honestly, it makes me feel more lucky than anything. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So we're in the 1500s, 1600s. Yeah. 16th century, 17th century.
1: Yeah. I purposely left it like that so it wouldn't. Mess you up, and and here we are, messed up.
0: Here we are, five minutes later, and it turns out my math is not mathing.
1: <laughs> 17th and 18th century. Oh, that is fresh.
0: You're hurting my feelings. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Whatever. you're not. Whatever. I had to Google it, so I'm not any better.
0: The stage wasn't just a place of entertainment. It had strong links to the church, and with that came rules that only men could participate. Boo. If you, uh, if, if that play you were featured in uh, had a few female roles, then it was up to the couple of men in the cast to dress as members of the opposite sex. So the story didn't suffer. Because having a woman in something would make it suffer. Anyways, the word drag is believed to have theatrical origins. Allegedly, the male actors that dressed up as the opposite sex complained that the clothing dragged across the floor. Get it? While the fight for LGBT equality continues, it is still legal to be or it's still illegal to be uh, part of the LGBTQ community in more than 70 countries. Uh, but someone who seemed to enlighten all around them in the 18th century was 18th century England, sorry, was Princess Serafina.
1: Serafina was seen as the country's first drag queen. This was the first time a man chose to take the role of a woman aka donning their drag alter ego or personality and didn't change it from night to night. John became Serafina, not any other gender-bending character, always the princess. She was a regular sight in Molly houses, the early name for a gay bar. Even though men could be hung at the time if found participating in homosexual acts, three were in 1726 following a raid on a Molly house. There are no reports of Seraphina ever being arrested or treated with mistrust. The only scandal she was reported to be involved in was the theft of her clothes in 1732, and even then, Seraphina appeared in court as the victim. With the development of vaudeville between the 1800s and 1930s wide gap there uh, <laughs> two types of drag queens appeared wrench players and prima donnas wrench players first appeared in blackface minstrel shows racist shows that block- mocked black men and women Wrench players would appear on stage in black uh, blackface comedic skits and sing and dance to entertain the viewers. Vaudeville's Prima Donnas, on the other hand, drew inspiration from the European tradition of Shakespeare plays. Prima Donnas would perform singing and dancing routines with numerous changes of ravishing outfits. I'm happy that one picked up more than the other one.
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah. 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 As time went on, drag became more about the individual and the queens built up their own fan bases. One of the biggest stars of the early 20th century was Julian Eltinge. Eltinge?
1: I think Eltinge.
0: Eltinge. Whereas many drag queens played on the fact they were men in women's clothing, L. Tinge, as she was often known, had many fans convinced she was not a character but a genuine actress. Elton emerged out of the world of vaudeville, and at the end of performances, he would remove his wig and reveal his gender to the crowd, often to cries of disbelief. Hugely popular for more than 20 years, Elton's career was very much on an upward trajectory until variety acts fell out of favor in the 1930s. Aww. can I? Sorry, can I have a total sidebar here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, your show.
0: Oh, thank you. Um just the the sentence of it fell out of favor mm-hmm. it reminded me of when Canada was being colonized okay and uh beaver pelts became less like worth worth less money mm-hmm. because having a beaver hat fell out of favor mm. And then it was like more difficult to find work. And it was like, well, why can't these indigenous people find work? And it's like, well, we came here. We took their shit. We gave them jobs. But now we don't care about the product they're making because it's not popular anymore. So now they don't have jobs. Hmm. Yeah. That's sorry. That's just what that made me think of. Well, that's super depressing. Yeah, right. So, uh, so El Tinge also fell out of favor. Mm hmm. And while there was a tolerance, even celebration of drag and LGBT people in the USA during the nineteen twenties and early thirties, known as the pansy craze, that's weird to see. Yep. American society became more rea- more reactionary in the mid nineteen thirties amid fears surrounding sex crime, which had a negative impact on the way drag was perceived.
1: It's just just to like because we're starting to get into I don't want to say more modern times because we're talking about the nineteen thirties and stuff like that. But it's we just, lived
0: in that century though.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Got you there. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, did you? Um,
0: (laughs) Got, got, bitch.
1: It's just, it's interesting how it all kind of developed, um, like, out of Shakespearean, like, well, we couldn't possibly have women involved, you know? Like, once again, the church just, no, no, it didn't need to be. Um, But just to see how it evolved and like, yeah, everything's fine, everything's cool. Wait a minute, what? Sex crimes? They might be... What? Like, just... Once, I, I would imagine that rumor was also perpetuated by certain people of the church.
0: Yeah, or also just the idea. Like, I mean, you hear it now in in anti-trans rhetoric, which is, mm-hmm. well, if you just allow a man to go into a woman's bathroom, rape will happen. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, we have men and women's bathrooms now, and rape happens. So, would you care to explain that? Like, right, uh, <laughs> uh, a woman dressing up as a man or a man dressing up as a woman for a show or because that's how they express themselves or whatever. it doesn't change the fact if they are a rapist or not right that that is not they're not correlated.
1: no. After the Second World War, although homosexuality was still not talked about and hated by society in general, and illegal in some cases, there were still drag acts who broke through the negativity and had successful careers. These include Danny LaRue in the UK, who made his name in the 1950s, and Dame Edna Everidge, the flamboyant creation of comedian Barry Humphreys, who first appeared in the 1960s. Since homosexuality was criminalized at the time, drag theater shows had previously took place on Broadway and other major stages were now moved to underground clubs, with trans and gay people replacing straight men as main performers. The Stonewall Riot of 1969, covered on this podcast at some other point, saw drag queens most notably Marsha P. Johnson, a practicing drag queen, and Sylvia Rivera, a trans woman and activist, protest against police raids on gay bars in New York City and led to the creation of the Gay Liberation Front.
0: I think that was episode 12. Okay. Like, it was way long ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago.
0: Very long ago. Uh, drag queen Flawless Sabrina organized multiple pageants across the United States, which showcased drag queens much like a traditional beauty pageant. Uh, she was arrested many a time and appeared in drag in public. I'm sorry. I thought that was what to say and appeared in drag in court. And <laughs> then I just thought about Michelle Visage's court <laughs> for <false drag> <laughs> Um, Sorry, uh, including while being a guest on talk shows, uh, she would appear in drag, and that was completely unheard of at the time. LGBTQ members of color simultaneously fostered their own havens in uptown Manhattan, in neighborhoods like Harlem and Washington Heights. If... There, It was here where the drag ball culture is believed to have originated in the early 1970s. These events involved owning the runway in the finest drag around in order to wow the judges and go home with a clutch of trophies. Worth noting here that many participants, originators, and curators in these areas were black and brown people, and many were trans people.
1: Those look like they are amazing times. Like, obviously um what has led to like underground movements and stuff like that is far from ideal and actually horrific but like the actual like balls themselves
0: the culture that's come out of it yeah like like
1: being at a ball looks like just an unbelievable time yeah again if you can just look at it in a vacuum and strip away literally all the concept context of why they're down there yeah uh this was where the concept of the drag mother took hold Call me mother. Seasoned queens would take up-and-coming drag artists under their wing to show them how to work a stage as well as their look. They often provided a home to young queer people who may be going through a difficult time in their lives and not just those intended to enter the drag world. This is something that um, gets brought up a lot on RuPaul's Drag Race where they say, like, um, drag queens get to pick their family mm-hmm. and the family becomes very important to them. So I mm-hmm. thought that was, that was quite interesting.
0: Well, even there's generally a challenge where they have to dress someone up as their drag sister. Yep. Um, we've seen, we've seen lots of, uh, mothers and daughters compete on the show or mm-hmm. even just people of the same house. Like there's been how many Davenports. Yeah. Uh, kind of come through. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, this led to drag mothers becoming known as the head of their house, making them responsible for an entire drag family. Whatever the mother's surname, the drag protégés were allowed to adopt it or even have their stage name chosen for them by their mother.
0: Drag families feature heavily in the 1990 drag ball documentary Paris is Burning, which inspired Madonna's Vogue, with the House of Extravaganza and the House of La Beige among those featured. Uh, that's a great movie. to it. watch it. It's. I think it's kind of hard to find. Mm. I think I had to bootleg it.
1: I feel like it's on Crave.
0: Oh, maybe. Maybe we should look. Because I, I watched it years and years and years ago. And yeah, it was like virtually impossible to find. Oh, okay. Um, the fight for acceptance and equality grew in profile over the 1970s and 80s with Harvey Milk becoming the first openly gay man to be voted into public office in San Francisco in 1977.
1: There's a movie about that.
0: I think it's called Milk. It is. I've
1: seen that too. Also, I've not seen it. Oh. I just know I mean, it spoiler alert,
0: but it's like real sad.
1: Well, yeah. I—I I It's like I would very
0: lie. inspiring, but then real sad. Yeah, I would assume. Uh, as the LGBTQ community became more accepted in society, obviously asterisks on this, there are still struggles that we don't want to gloss over. Right. Um, slowly but surely drag returned to the mainstream. Musicians like David Bowie made female forward clothing, gender bending aesthetic, uh, focal point of their early videos along with actor tim curry's performance in the 1975 movie rocky horror picture show have you seen rocky horror peter i have not three in a row <laughs> bang bang boom um i mean we can't be real dragon theater fans since you haven't seen it
1: all right i'll get on that
0: we'll have to add paris is burning we'll have to add milk yep and let's just throw in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert for fun.
1: You went to that recently, did you not? I did. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was at Stage West. Oh, nice. There was there was one thing in it that I was like, we could do without that, but.
1: Oh, I think I remember you telling me that.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not about to shit talk them. It was a good show. Yeah, we don't yeah. have to get into
1: that. Oh, uh, <laughs> you wanted to keep going.
0: No, you can go. Okay,
1: good. Uh, The famed Divine, who died in 1988, appeared in many movies by the director John Waters, which had crossover success. Divine played Edna Turnblad in the original version of Hairspray. And by the early 1990s, RuPaul was on the cusp of global fame, combining a drag persona with a recording career that included a duet with Elton John.
0: Uh, Right before we get into the RuPaul legacy, though, I would like to make a quick mention of Club Kids, who were not necessarily drag performers, but a group with an ostentatious and never-before-seen aesthetic. Uh, They started to just go to clubs in New York. The clothes they wore, gender-bending they did, and scene that they made wherever they went can be claimed as the inspiration for most out-of-the-norm things you and I see today. Oh, interesting. Um, A lot of the culture from Club Kids also traveled into the balls that were happening Mm. um and became very much a part of that world so whenever you see um you know like kind of bigger and and not necessarily campy as in bigger but like bigger as in like show-stopping or odd or avant-garde um it's from club kids
1: okay yeah i did not know that thank you you're so welcome Uh, Back to the queen of drag queens, RuPaul. Uh, RuPaul made a name for himself in the late 80s and early 90s in the New York City club scene. He became a local celebrity who laid the foundation uh, to achieve nationwide success.
0: I would say worldwide Worldwide, at this point. Yes.
1: Uh, That... Success came in the form of his hit 1993 single, Supermodel. You better work. You
0: better work.
1: The song catapulted RuPaul, who soon after became the first drag queen to ever become a spokesperson for a major cosmetic company with MAC Cosmetics, got his own talk show on VH1 and a morning radio show on WKTU. Hmm. Or Two. WIKTU. Two.
0: In 2009, the first series of Drag Race aired. Its mix of challenges, costume creation, skills, and impersonations has made it uh, great television for a surprisingly diverse audience. Uh, I guess Dame Judy Dench is actually a really big fan.
1: She's uh, been on she the was show. She's a judge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and has even influenced uh, some of the language.
1: Yes. Uh, a lot of like.
0: The AAVE and LGBTQ like kind of slang terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In 2017, Time Magazine named RuPaul as one of the 100 most influential people in the world.
1: There have been 14 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, plus seven all-star seasons, along with International Virgin... Whoa, jeez. International Uh, Versions. Uh, I
0: bet they'd love you to think that. uh,
1: (laughs) The Switch Drag Race from uh, Chilean... Chilean... (laughs) Chilean... Chilean television, uh, 2015 to 2018, drag race, Thailand, drag race, UK, Canada's drag race, drag race, Holland, RuPaul's drag race, Down Under, drag race, Espania drag race, Italia, RuPaul's drag race, UK versus the world, drag race, Philippines, drag race, France, drag race, Sweden, uh, drag <laughs> race, Belgique. And Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the world, an upcoming international all-star season of the Drag Race franchise.
0: Well, I can't wait for them to have Canada versus the world, but Ru not be part of it. Yeah, annoying. Yeah, it is um, annoying. I would love to see the Philippines one.
1: Yes, I am
0: very interested in that.
1: Yeah, who was it on uh, Drag Race versus the world that came from Thailand? Was... Heal. Yes, robbed, robbed. I tell robbed. you, robbed. But uh,
0: robbed by the eventual winner.
1: Who shouldn't have won. Uh, the show has <laughs> produced 24 Emmy wins and 60 Emmy nominations.
0: And while RuPaul has had some questionable moments and didn't necessarily understand the plights of the trans community as well as she should have, um, they have made up for the shortcomings in my humblest of opinions by bringing drag and the LGBTQ S plus community into mainstream media so fiercely. And I absolutely mean the pun with fiercely
1: ah. um yeah like and I, I do feel like there has been a lot of even on the show there's been a lot of growth um just in that time uh, about those things and certain things that were said on the show that aren't said on the show anymore and people who are allowed on the show that maybe wouldn't have been before and things of that nature so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I do feel like there has been growth in that area for sure
0: yes I think so too and I think that you know, we see this with celebrities all the time. They are learning as we are too. And I think that we need to give people grace and space. And Mm -hmm. I think that honestly, especially over the pandemic, drag race took the absolute fuck off. Yes. It has come back like in this semi kind of not really, but kind of post pandemic world. Uh, like, everybody knows it. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah.
1: Well, you look at the drag show we went to at Cowboys. Um, where I got COVID. Where you got COVID, which is why it was funny. Like, oh, post-pandemic, well, maybe. Um, kind of, not really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there was 8,000 people there. Yeah. Like, it was packed. It was
0: packed. And the the friends that we went with, they had been to one in 2019. And they said, like, they showed up, like, you know, 10 minutes before the show started and they were at the front of the stage. Yeah. There was absolutely no way we could have done that there. Like, no. it is so popular now. We could have
1: showed up 10 days early and not got to the front of that stage. That place 100%. was... 100%. It was packed. Nuts packed. packed.
0: Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, while RuPaul has had their shortcomings, that they definitely have made up for it. Yeah. Um, even, you know, in something as simple as they used to say, may the best woman win. mm mm-hmm. um, But, you know, uh, Gottmik was a great example of being a trans man that does drag. Yeah. And you know, for them saying may the best woman win is like fairly triggering. Yes. Um, and so now we only hear the host or Rue, depending on what season you're watching, um, say may the best drag queen win because yeah. that is, you know, that is a gender. I mean, as funny as that is, that's a gender neutral term <laughs> in terms of drag. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say quickly, I also really enjoy, um, the mirror sessions like when they're all putting on their makeup before a performance yep um and it's like the most cheesy like were you given these questions to ask yeah so who do you guys think's gonna win
1: hey how was your guys's traumatic upbringing
0: yeah i was raised by wolves and yeah i uh broke every single one of my toes and now look at me i chose my family like they're they're so cheesy but then at the same time it's like you know, I, I was very lucky to grow up in a, a forward-thinking household. Um, very lucky to have the parents I had. Like, it, you know, they absolutely loved me and they just wanted to support me. And to think that for a lot of people, for many reasons, but, you know, a main reason being that they're not a heteronormative person, it's fucking crazy.
1: Mhm. It is. Like, and that was...
0: And it just really shows, like... I don't want to say the word humanizes, but it just, like, kind of opens that world and yeah. that experience to us.
1: Well, and that was a big part of the whole pandemic for mm-hmm. me because you had, for me, the, the George Floyd situation going yep. on. And then that was when, like, among the people who really got into drag race during the pandemic, I would say us uh, would be a um, part of that. You you knew about it more so beforehand than I did, but I, I definitely didn't know.
0: Yeah, going um, back and rewatching the seasons with you definitely made me, like, more of a fan.
1: Yeah, um... But it was a, like, to me, there was always an understanding, like, okay, I I fully grasp that, A, I don't know, like, what all of these people have gone through, mm-hmm. and B, I understand that it has been more difficult than uh, what I have gone through, but what I didn't realize was how ever present that was mm-hmm. like i thought it was like oh yeah every once in a while like someone will call you a slur mm. um and every once in a while you'll get like oh maybe a job you shouldn't or someone you, you you won't get a job you should have got or something along those lines like there'll be injustices along the way um that are more than just speed bumps but it's not an everyday thing and then um hearing about people's experience post george floyd and listening to everyone through 14 seasons of Drag Race, mm-hmm. talk about how difficult their upbringing was, how uh, difficult it was to, to come out to their families. And some of them were using a nationally televised show to come out to their families with. Mm. Um, and just like kind of understanding how every day was a struggle for a lot of people and how every day just being a touch, quote unquote, different, made them like have to completely alter their life. It was really something to see.
0: Totally yeah it's it it is the norm, and that's what's fucking awful about it. Yeah, is that just being treated badly is like the norm?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, i I am really glad that we did this episode., mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to know the origins. And I think that you and I should go and watch some Canaw drivers
1: uh, before we get there, putting you on the spot. Oh my God, top five favorite drug queens of all time.
0: <gasps>
1: Hurtful, right?
0: Okay. I'm going to go uh, in no particular... Can I go in no particular order? I suppose. This is top five of all time. Yeah. Honey. RuPaul herself. okay. I can't not include her. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. The drag queen, of course. Yeah. Uh, recently got really into a local performer, Lilith Fair. Okay. Hilarious. Um, just absolutely... I mean, if you can improv... And then you do it while you're in four inch heels. Mm. You really have earned my respect. <laughs> um, not that you needed to, but you certainly did. Uh, I'm also going to go Bianca Del Rio. Okay. I love her. Yep. And number five, Mambo number five. I'm going to go with a, with maybe a bit of an outlier here and say Kitty Scott Claus.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, top five um i will admit when i was mentally coming up with this list i didn't i I was thinking more rupaul um contestants Mm. and i I will say i i am aware i need to change this because i know there's a lot of great local drag that is happening in calgary Mm -hmm. and i have um uh i'm trying to think i'm blanking on the word but i i I have taken in none of it and that that is a flaw of mine that i need to change i absolutely understand that Mm. um even like fair enough at the um event oh that we fair went enough to was great. she was unbelievable as a host yeah um and as a performer too um totally. but my, my top five uh bob walks onto this list purse first of course yeah purse um, first,
0: per purse first per first
1: jinx monsoon. soon okay for sure okay um i will go bianca as well
0: yeah
1: oh and it's tough because like we just saw Violet tchotchke so that's I know right and she there. was so good. She, she was so good.
0: She absolutely blew me away. You went in there with the bar set at 100. I went yeah. in there with the bar set at 50 and we both left with our bars at 100.
1: Yeah. I think I left with mine and at like 50. 120. Yeah. yeah. Um so I want to put her on the list, but I, having Googled RuPaul's Drag Race to come up with that list, I know it seems like I came up with all those international ones off the top of my head. I read that. Um, mm. And I'm looking at a picture right now of Simone and Willow Pill. Oh, and I'm like,
0: yeah, 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 how
1: can I, in all good conscience, leave either of them off of I my know. top five? So you know what? I'm going to take Bianca off. <gasps> I'm going to go Bob, Jinx, Violet, Simone, Willow Pill.
0: Wow, yeah, that's a great list.
1: It's a really good list. Did you
0: forget about Lady Camden?
1: Uh, I did not. I oh, like Lady okay. Camden, but not 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 in a top five sort of way.
0: Okay, well, great. Yeah, uh,
1: your honorable mentions obviously are Bianca Del Rio. She was the last cut, yeah. um, along with Monet, because mm. I feel like Monet and I would be best friends. Totally. Um, and along with Evie Audley as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Sasha Valore. Where, yep. are, where are you? Where have you been? Right. I would like to see you more. Yes. Um, Shea Coulee. Mm-hmm. She did not come to play. Uh, did you yeah. see
1: Shea is going to be in the Marvel movies? Really? You, you did not see this? I did not see this. All right. Let's Okay. Look. Well,
0: we have some Googling to do after the show, but I think that those are really solid lists. I think, too, to your point of not intaking as much local drag.
1: Intaking that was the word I was looking for. Um
0: or like uh, ingesting, but I guess that feels
1: That sounds Like I'm not
0: going to eat their wigs. No. Anyways, um it's it's a much more different thing. Like I think that one of the draws to RuPaul's Drag Race is that they are in a competition setting. Yeah. So you have to be the best or you get cut. Yeah. So, you know, I think and that's not to say that anyone that goes and does drag and performs isn't going to put on their absolute best, but they're not going to necessarily lose their opportunity at an insanely popular television show where they could gain lots of fans when they don't perform as well. Mm. So I just I look at that's kind it of my as... thought on it, like. Like, it's just a totally different thing. Like, if you go to a drag show or you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, it's, a, it's comparing apples to oranges mm-hmm. just in the fact of the production of them. Like, what they're doing on RuPaul's Drag Race is not what they're doing at drag shows.
1: I look at it in a comparison that most people do make in comparing Drag Race to the Ultimate Fighting Championship.
0: Okay, wow. I,
1: I look at it like when the way that I kind of, like, got you more into my favorite sport, mixed martial arts, was through watching the show The Ultimate Fighter. And you forever are more tied to the fighters that you watched in The Ultimate Fighter Mm -hmm. because we spent 12 weeks getting to know these people, watching them live in a house, hearing their stories. Same thing with Drag Race. We've spent Yeah, learning
0: about how they were raised by wolves.
1: Yeah, we spent the last 12 weeks getting to know more about Jinx and Shay and Monet and Evie Oddly and Raja and others that I'm leaving off um the vivian the vivian thank you um we spent all this time like with them in our homes getting Mm -hmm. to know them and so like that's the part that that's i mean it's the point of the platform but now it's also up to us to like kind of expand that and you've done a better job of it than i have but it's like when you go see Jinx on stage, we know the, is that my camera? Um, and water off a duck's back and stuff like that. You know, we know uh, about how like she idolizes witches and things like that. We know that every bone in Evie Oddly's body has been broken. We know all of these things about them. I don't really know a whole lot about Whoever at a drag brunch on mm-hmm. a Saturday, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just that I mean that's the point of the platform, and that's why getting on that show is so huge for people. Yeah, but that's it, fair. it is now like kind of up to us to branch off from that, and instead of oh these are the personalities that I like, it's this is the art form that I like.
0: Right. Um. Just a quick question. Okay. How much would you pay to see a drag race version? Of WWEs in your house,
1: <laughs> like they wrestle each other. Uh,
0: to be determined. Okay. To be determined. <laughs> it has elements of a drag race show. Okay. But it has elements of in your
1: house. Okay.
0: What What do you think? How yeah, much money would you pay? Quite a bit, for sure. Yeah. Firstborn.
1: <laughs> Not quite that. No.
0: Mm. I think I know you better than that, Klein.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, just quickly. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race winner, Shea Coulee, is headed to the Marvel realm. As sources tell Deadline, she has landed a secret role in the upcoming Disney Plus series, Ironheart.
0: Oh, that is so great for her. Yeah.
1: now they say it's an exclusive. It's everywhere um shea posted it on her instagram as well so it's i don't know if it's as exclusive as deadline where like pirates and princesses has it so
0: hell yeah get it
1: yeah get, uh, it, get it get it kind of everywhere now but maybe deadline got it first um but yeah i think that's so awesome
0: yeah that's very awesome yeah okay well thank you for listening uh thank you so much for coming back week after week we certainly love it and thank you for rating, review, su- rating, reviewing, subscribing, whatever it is that your platform allows you to do to support us. We appreciate the heck out of it. If you want to email us, you can. We had no idea podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at we had no idea podcast. There's going to be actually a pretty good blooper go up this week. So <laughs> if you already follow us, watch out for that. And if you don't already follow us, you probably should highly consider it.
1: Yeah. Do that. I'm out of things to say.
0: Okay, bye.
1: Bye.